Welcome to the All Things Overlanding podcast. My name is Fletch, and I'll be your host. Are you ready for some great overlanding content? Then let's get into it. Hey everybody, Fletch from All Things Overlanding here. On today's episode of the podcast slash vlog, um, I wanted to touch on something that a lot of you guys have kind of said to me. So I've I'm going to elaborate on that a little bit more in detail, but basically what I'm thinking is I've had quite a few of you guys reach out, and I really appreciate it. Everybody that's reached out and said, hey, you know, I love overlanding. I love watching people's videos on YouTube. I like listening to podcasts. I like all that stuff. Um, the problem, and this is, you know, what I've heard from you guys, and, and I agree with you, um, is that a lot of folks that are into overlanding have gotten too big for their britches, right? Like a lot of folks, and I, I, I'm not by any means trying to slam anybody or say anything bad, right? Like I, I think that's fantastic that they've gotten to the point where they're, they're huge and they can do overlanding full time. And, you know, they've got all this super expensive pricey gear, like good for them. That's awesome. Um, but what I wanted to talk about on this episode is overlanding as a hobby, right? Which I think for the vast majority of us, and again, correct me in the comments if I'm wrong or, you know, post up and let me know if I'm right. A lot of us do this as a hobby, right? And we enjoy it and we love it, but we have to go back to work on Monday, right? So a lot of our trips are weekend trips versus two week long trips and things like that. So I kind of wanted to talk about, you know, what that's like in real life. Because again, as I mentioned, a lot of you guys have reached out and said, hey, thanks for hitting budget minded stuff. You know, thanks for talking about an inexpensive platform like the Xterra. Thanks for, you know, keeping it real and talking about why you bought this flashlight that's 10 bucks instead of the one that's 50 bucks, that kind of stuff. Um, but I wanted to touch more in this episode on, you know, what it really looks like to go overlanding when you're kind of more of like a weekend overlander, right? Like you're more of a full-time job type of person that just gets out when they can. Um, so if you want to hear more about that, you know, I'd love for you guys to stick around and hang out with me. Um, so yeah, stay tuned and uh, we'll be right back. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at ArmorAll.com. ArmorAll, less work, more clean. Terms apply. All right, guys, welcome back. So as I mentioned on today's episode, I'm going to be talking about overlanding as a hobby, um, meaning, you know, as much as we love the videos of, of people going through, you know, South America and they're gone for three months and they go on these super long trips and that's the dream, right? Like we would all love to be able to do that. Realistically, most of us have full-time jobs. Most of us have families. Most of us have obligations that keep us from being able to do stuff like that, right? So um, again, thank you to all of you guys that have reached out to me and said like, hey, thanks for doing that. Thanks for talking about this in that sort of way, like a, you know, more of a, a regular Joe, if you will, that, that enjoys overlanding, but is restricted in what he or she can do, right? 
Um, so thank you guys for that. And again, before I get into, you know, sort of the topics that I want to cover, I want to, you know, say thanks. And I also want to encourage you guys, if you're new to the channel, um, you know, my name's Fletch. I've been doing this for probably about six or seven months now, uh, released two episodes a week. If you don't already subscribe to me, please go down and click that red subscribe button. Click the bell to be notified when I release new content. Um, like I mentioned, I do two episodes a week. I do sort of a three minute Thursday gear review, and then I do a like Sunday night podcast slash vlog. Um, and actually there's going to be some exciting content coming up on the next couple of episodes. Um, I'm going to be interviewing a couple of gentlemen. I'm not going to go too far into it because it's kind of a secret right now, but um, mixing things up a little bit and doing some interviews with folks that are involved in either like production of products for overlanding or folks that are like doing cool stuff in the overlanding community. Um, so anyways, stay tuned for that. Again, if you're not a subscriber, please consider subscribing. I'd love to hang out with you guys. I'd love to chat with you post up in the comments, click that like button if you like the video. It really helps me out more than you know. And uh, yeah, thanks for stopping by. So let's get into it. So first of all, I wanted to talk about, you know, the whole job thing, right? Like working full time and what that means for overlanding. Like for me, it's not, you know, crazy week long trips or two week long trips or, you know, hiatuses or anything like that. Like I am lucky a lot of the time to get out for one night. Or if I'm really lucky, I might get out for like two nights and two days, right? Um, for example, I think in the next couple weeks, I'm probably gonna be leaving maybe midday on like a Friday or late in the afternoon on a Friday and heading to Hoosier National Forest and then spending the whole weekend there. So, you know, Friday night, Saturday all day, and then Saturday night, um, then get up Sunday and come back home. Um, but it's probably been a month and a half or two since I went on my last trip. So, you know, as, as glorious as I think a lot of us YouTubers and a lot of us, you know, con content creators make overlanding seem, it's just not as glorious or as frequent as you may think. Um, I get really envious and I live vicariously through all the folks that are out west, right? All the guys and girls that are out west because they're, you know, 20 minutes from the wilderness and they can go out and they can take these awesome like rocky trails through like, you know, wooded bluffs and over mountains and, and all this cool stuff. Um, I don't have that. I'm in Indiana. And the Hoosier National Forest, where I go quite a bit, is about two hours away, each way, for me. So again, even a one-night trip, you know, I'm driving four hours round trip just to get, you know, maybe eight hours worth of camping, essentially. Um, so that's why I, I try to go as much as I can for longer periods of time. I will try, and I have been lucky enough to be able to, you know, go on like a four or five-day trip. So you guys have heard me talk about the West Virginia trip that I took late last summer, early last fall. Um, it was a fantastic trip. It was so much fun. But I got to leave like on a Thursday night. We left, you know, in the afternoon, late afternoon, and we drove till about midnight, one o'clock. And then we slept it for a couple hours in a rest stop while we waited for two of the other guys to catch up with us. When they caught up in the middle of the night, you know, like three, four in the morning, we woke up and then we drove another like four or five, six hours uh, to get to West Virginia. So those are some of the sacrifices you have to make, right? Like if you don't have the time to be able to, you know, take two weeks off work and, and just leisurely, you know, enjoy your, your trip over, sometimes you have to suffer a little bit. Sometimes you have to be willing to drive all, all night and maybe sleep two or three hours and then, you know, get to your location, get to your sort of your destination, the trails that you want to take and enjoy that day as much as you can while you're tired and then maybe go to bed a little bit early that first night to catch up on your sleep. So, um, you know, so as far as 
how the the overlanding trips look for me right now and actually i'm getting ready i wanted to record this episode really quick it's friday night um i wanted to record this episode now so that i had time to edit it because again it does take a lot of time to edit and cut it all together and split it up into the podcast and the video um and then you know load in tags and just do all the stuff you have to do for youtube it's it's a lot of work um but i wanted to get that knocked out and out of the way because um, as I mentioned on the next couple of episodes, I'm going to be doing some interviews. I've actually got those set up for a couple nights next week, and they're right before I think I'm going to go on my trip for a couple of days. So what that means, though, is I'm not going to have time those nights. The two nights before, I've got interviews both nights um, late at night, like 9 to 10, Wednesday and Thursday. Um, and then I'm planning to like be ready to go. I'm going to basically work Friday and then just leave straight out from work um, and head out. So... Basically, what that looks like for me is after I get done recording this for you guys, um, I may edit it right away or I may wait and edit it tomorrow. Um, but then I'm going to start planning for next week's trip. Um, and again, it's a two-day trip, right? So it's nothing too crazy or fancy. It's roads that I'm familiar with. It's it's the national forest that I go to all the time. So I don't even have to do any planning as far as like trip or anything like that. I am going to plan out. I you know that's part of it too for me is. I, a lot of the times I don't really get to enjoy the trip as much because like I'm literally making plans for like shots I need to get for videos for you guys and like gear reviews I want to do and videos that I want to do while I'm out there. So it's actually almost kind of like a work trip for me. Like, but I love it. So don't get me wrong. I'm not, I'm not complaining at all. Like I actually really enjoy that stuff. And that's part of the reason why I go solo a lot is because I think most people would think it's pretty weird to be sitting around in the middle of the woods and like setting up a tripod and like attaching suction cup mounts to your to your vehicle and like you know just there's so much that goes into it and then you got to drive past it and then you got to stop and you got to go back and you got to pick up the tripod and you got to move it and get different shots and set up your cameras in different places and i'm gonna have to try and figure out a way to to drive the truck and fly the drone at the same time so if i rack and die next weekend you'll know what happened um but you know I enjoy a lot of that stuff and I like bringing it to you guys and I hope that you guys will enjoy it too. I, I really am planning to get a lot of good stuff next weekend. Um, so anyways, just throwing that out there. But that's what it looks like for me, right? Is I like to sort of plan a lot. I like, I enjoy the, the build up to the trip. So that's what I'm going to be doing tonight and tomorrow night is kind of just making my checklist for everything that I've got to make sure that I bring from camera gear to food to, you know, chair to tent to all the, the essentials that I need. And then just kind of thinking through the trip, planning out what I'm going to eat, right? Planning out what what's dinner Friday night, what's breakfast Saturday, lunch, dinner Saturday night. Um, I've got that Yuko wear stuff, so stay tuned for that too. If you guys watched previously, I got some cool stuff from Yuko, uh, Yuko gear. I've got a, a flat pack fire pit that I'm going to test out. And I've also got a new six-piece mess kit. So I, I'm really excited to get to try those out. Um, I'll put links to those down in the description too. If, if you haven't watched the video before, um, definitely go check those out. I'll put a tag up here to that video where I kind of unboxed them. Um, but then this next weekend is going to be the sort of the test, right? Like the real world use test. Um, so I'm excited about that. So, but that's what working and then sort of dreaming slash living vicariously through other people and then just planning a lot, right? That's what trips look like for me. Um, is where I probably spend a week or two planning and thinking and packing and you know making mods to the truck in preparation, that sort of stuff. And then if I'm lucky, I get two nights. If I'm not so lucky, I get one night. And I shoot my video and I, I drink some beers and I smoke some cigars and I enjoy myself and that's what a trip looks like for me, right? So it's not that glorious. It's not really that amazing like it may seem on YouTube. Um, so again, post up in the comments below and let me know what you guys think. Like, is that what trips are like for you? How frequently do you get to go, right? Like, 
again, I, I try really hard and I, I run a YouTube channel called All Things Overlanding, right? So you'd think that I'd be out almost every weekend, but I'm lucky to get out once a month. Sometimes it's once every two months. Sometimes it's longer than that, right? Like sometimes I'll go a few months um, and I don't have any qualms about camping in the cold or anything. I love camping in the winter because there's no bugs, there's no people. It's just more relaxing. Um, and if you dress appropriately and have the right gear, then you're fine in the winter. Um, so, but even that being said, like I'm still lucky to maybe get six to eight trips a year. And a lot of those are like one night or two night trips, right? So just being real with it, just being honest with you guys, like that's what it's really like for a lot of us. And so don't feel bad about that, right? Like don't watch those videos of people doing like huge river crossings and like crazy complex trails and like super long trips and feel bad about yourself. Like it doesn't matter. As long as we're getting out there and we're having a good time, that's what matters, right? Like get out there, enjoy yourself, relax, unplug for a little bit. That's the important thing in my opinion. If you guys disagree, post up below and let me know. All right, so that's that's a, a little bit about, you know, working full-time and kind of dreaming and living vicariously through other people's YouTube videos. Um, I've talked a lot about sort of that one- and two-day trip, um, but so I did want to kind of touch on, you know, the fact that you can't, uh, you know, a trip for me looks different than what you see on a lot of these YouTube channels. Um, for me, it really involves some exploring, and usually, you know, not as much as I would like, but I do try to like not just go straight to the campsite and like set up. I do try to like check out new trails, learn my way around, especially since I kind of go to the same national forest quite a bit. Um, I like to go and check out different areas. I, I, it's not really geocaching, but like I will drop pins and sort of like as I'm exploring and I'm finding cool new things or sites to see or, you know, places that might be flooded when it's raining that you could go and do some water crossings and stuff. I will mark those on a map. So I'm kind of building out a map. Um, I have some updates coming to my website before too long too, that I think should be helpful for you guys. Cause one of the main questions I get a lot is, Hey, where was this campsite you camped at? Hey, where was that that you camped at? Hey, where was that thing that I saw in that video that you did? Um, so the plan for the website is to build sort of an interactive map where you guys could just go and like click on it and like save locations and stuff. Um, so it should make it way easier for you guys to find kind of what you need and find places where I've been and, and, let my sort of exploration and, and documentation of places in Hoosier National Forest kind of be shared with you guys. So just so you know, that's coming. I'm trying to work with my uh, web developer friend, uh, but he's a web developer. So he like sleeps during the day and works at night and, and like is hard to get a hold of. So it's coming though, I promise. Um, but so yeah, trips look like, you know, some exploring, you know, again, for me, some videoing. That's, that's just part of what I do when I go down there. Um, and then, you know, after you're done exploring, after you've kind of dropped your pins, you've, you know, sort of learned your way around the area, you've tried out the trails that you can try out, um, then you get to camp, right? And again, the pretty standard stuff that I think all of us probably do, which is set up, you know, you've got to set all your stuff up. Um, you got to process firewood, right? So you've got to get ready. You've got to set up the fire pit. If it's a mess, you've got to clean up the trash out of it. You've got to dig it out if it's full of ashes, spread the ashes out in the woods. Um, build up the surrounds of the fire pit if it's been knocked down or destroyed, which seems to be sort of the norm. Um, and then you have to process firewood, which again, I if you don't have a chainsaw, I highly recommend them, particularly an electric one because you don't have to mess with fuel. Um, you don't have to, it's just so easy, right? And especially with the solar that I've got, but if you just plug it into your car still, you could charge batteries on your way down to your trip or up or wherever, you know, sideways to your trip that you're going. Um, and then just use that electric chainsaw and it just makes things so much easier. I was using an ax before and it's like, you find like a, a dead fall tree or like a, you know, a standing dead tree and you're trying to cut that thing. I mean, it would take you 
20 times longer to cut it up that way than it does with a chainsaw. Um, so, but I cut up firewood, process, process the firewood, um, and then I like to just chill a lot of the times. I like to, you know, plug my phone in in the car. If I've done a lot of videoing, it may be kind of low on batteries. I put it in the car away from me so that I'm not distracted by it. Um, and I'll sit and I'll read, I'll smoke a cigar, I'll drink a few beers or more. Um, speaking of which, if you're a brewery and you're watching this and you're looking for somebody to sponsor, I, you know, I'm very jealous of Overland Pioneer. Um, I'll put a link to his channel down below, but that dude, man, he is hooked up with a brewery and he gets free beer and it just looks like so much fun. So I'm just, just throwing it out there. I'm not a big guy. I'm not looking for CBT tents or, you know, tough stuff or anything to like throw me thousands of dollars worth of gear. But if somebody give me like a case or two a month to take on trips, like, oh, that would be the dream right there, right? So I enjoy some beers at camp. I, I do some reading. Sometimes I'll watch some shows and stuff if I've got any reception, any cell phone reception on my phone, you know, catch up on shows on Netflix and things like that. It, that's happened before too. But mainly it's just like not doing work, not thinking about too much, just trying to just relax and unplug and enjoy being around a fire, eat some good food and just chill. Um, so that's kind of the second thing that I wanted to talk and then the third part, so again, talking about overlanding as a hobby, right? Since we can't go on as many trips, since we're kind of, you know, and I'm speaking generally here, but I assume most of us are kind of locked into our daily routines and our, you know, family routine, and there's a lot of stuff to do, right? Um, a big part of what I would consider overlanding for me is building up the rig, you know, um, prepping it, modding it. Like, I will think a lot about, like, when I get out into the wilderness, what do I need to have? Um, is there maintenance, are there maintenance items that need to be done to the truck that I want to get done so that they don't hinder, you know, a possible trip? Since I don't get that many, I don't want to like, you know, have a problem with the truck, like have bad brakes or, you know, have a water leak or something coming in from the roof and then just ignore it. And then all of a sudden I'm like, hey, I get to go on this trip, but I have the whole truck torn apart to do brakes and I never finished it. Um, for me, my truck isn't my daily driver. It was for like three and a half, four years. Um, but just recently, I paid it off like a year and a half or two ago. And then I just drove it. And I, I still love driving it. I mix them up. I, I alternate. So I wouldn't really call the truck or the other vehicle the daily driver, although the other vehicle is more of a daily driver. Um, but I, I switch them up, right? So I, I drive different vehicles. So I do have the luxury now of like being able to throw the truck up on the lift and take off all the wheels and tires and, and do brake jobs or, you know, do modifications or put sliders on it or put armor on it or do whatever I need to do without having to worry about getting to work the next day in it, um, which is kind of nice. But again, as I just mentioned, that can also be problematic because then, you know, you throw it up there and then it's cold. Like right now it's 12 degrees outside. I'm not working on the truck. I'm not gonna do it, it's 12 degrees, I'm a wuss. Like I'll camp in it, that's different, I have a fire and beer. But just to like do breaks at 12 degrees, like nah, I'm good, I'm good. I'll wait for it to go back up to 30 where it's nice and balmy and then I'll do my breaks. Um, but that can go on for weeks, right? Especially in the winter in Indiana. Um, it could be 50 tomorrow, it could be 10 the day after that because our weather is crazy. Um, so where I'm going with that though is like, that's what I do a lot in my downtime is I will, you know, I just fitted new Hella uh, 4, Hella 500 FF fog lights on the top of the truck because previously I had uh, LED spots and they just weren't that great. They were the cheap Amazon ones. They were like 40 bucks for four of them, I think. Um, and they were just garbage. Like they had no throw to them. And so I was getting tired of, you know, not being able to see. <laughs> 
when it's dark outside. That's the whole reason I mounted the extra lighting on the roof. But I went cheap, as I am wont to do, because I am a budget-minded overlander. I went cheap, and it was not worth it. Um, but so now I mounted these Hella 500 FFs. I was, you know, gonna go camping a few weeks ago, and it ended up not working out. But I was like, man, I've got the whole inside of the truck torn apart, all the panels out of it, all the trim off wires hanging everywhere right like and i was like i have to finish this stuff because if a trip comes up i'm not gonna be able to go because my truck's gonna be torn apart and so that kind of motivated me to get going um but so that's a lot of it too right it's just thinking about what needs to be done to the truck what is going to make the next trip better if there's a problem with the truck making sure that it's sound and ready to go so that i don't get stranded somewhere um you know checking electrical things i have had a, a consistent fairly consistent when it's pouring down rain leak coming from my roof that i still have to figure out um it's not been too bad and i've dried it all out but it's still annoying that it happens and i cannot for the life of me figure out what is going on and where it's coming from i actually have a pretty good idea but i haven't quite nailed it down yet um so but stuff like that right like doing maintenance doing work on the vehicle prepping for that next trip that's a lot of, that's almost more of it than the actual trips themselves for me anyways um so again i wanted to kind of shine some light on what does it really look like to be an overlander in a modern time right like what does it look like to not be able to do it full time to not be able to take a month off um because again i think a lot of you guys are in that same situation right like a lot of us have jobs a lot of us are not able to just do it whenever we want. Um, so I wanted to touch on, you know, the fact that a lot of it is planning for the trip. Um, you know, a lot of the trips are not the glorious, like five day trips with, you know, 20 hours each way, you know, driving out to Moab and then spending two weeks there and then driving back. That's, that's not what my trips are normally. Um, and then also like, you know, the vehicle stuff. Like I think a lot of us that are into overlanding oftentimes are also gearheads, right? We're also car guys and girls. Um, and we like driving modified vehicles and we like the benefits that come with modified vehicles. Um, so that is a lot of the fun for me too, is just modifying the vehicle, working on it, making changes, making it my own, um, making it not look like every other exterior on the road. So again, that's kind of just my, my take on what real overlanding is, I guess you would say nowadays. Like, what does it really look like when it's a hobby for you and not your full-time job or you know, you're not a van life person? Um, so I hope that kind of shines some light on it. I hope you guys can sort of, you know, uh, capitulate with that. That was a weird word to use. I hope that you guys can kind of identify with that. Um, and that, you know, you guys are, are kind of thinking, yeah, that is a lot what it's like for me. And, you know, I do need to do more modding on my vehicle. Or, you know, here's some things that I do. So definitely, um, if you guys are listening to this on the podcast, you know, hop over on Facebook and Instagram or YouTube. Uh, leave some comments. Let me know, like, what do you guys do? Is Are there some things that I missed here? Are there some things that you guys love doing that has nothing to do with the actual overlanding trip, but maybe is about prepping? Or, you know, do you find recipes and, and try and think of cool things to cook at camp? Or, you know, what things do you do in between trips that kind of keep you on pace for the next trip, right? Um, so, yeah, I hope that that was helpful for you guys. I hope it was interesting. I hope it kind of gives you a sort of a you know, an inside view of what it actually looks like. And again, my goal is not to just, I mean, as much as I do want to show overlanding is like this glorious, amazing thing. And I really do think it's a lot of fun. Um, it, most of us are not, you know, crazy, fancy, full-time overlanders, right? So just kind of wanted to give you guys an insight into what that looks like for me. And I'd love to hear from you guys on what it looks like for you too. So again, post up in the comments below, click that subscribe button. Thank you guys for, for listening to the podcast. Thank you guys for watching on the vlog. Love you guys. Uh, appreciate y'all. So have a good week and uh, hit me up in the comments and let's talk.
All right, take care, guys. Have a good week. Bye. Yeah.